If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. A reality show gets a little too real. Chloe is calling Father Kenley, even though Lucifer wants her to call him Daddy. And Amenadil is missing Linda, period. Oh, baby, we are in for one hell of a ride. We are talking Netflix's Lucifer Season 4, Episode 2. Somebody's been reading Dante's Inferno. The After Buzz After Show starts right now. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz I didn't even know it was possible for some of the things that happened on Lucifer this episode to happen. So you loved it, huh? I love it. Yeah, I, I love it. it. <laughs> I love it. Good, I'm happy. Me too. It's a yeah. good episode. Uh, it's, it's just a great show. I just like this show so much. It combines shows that I love. It's it's part Law & Order SVU. It's part Sabrina. Part it, Survivor now. It's part Survivor. It's got so much. <laughs> Probably the best version of Survivor we possibly could oh have gotten. Oh my god. Oh, so cool. The Teflon Totem. Hey, you don't know about that Teflon Totem. It no, I have you. it. I found it under a tree. Oh, really? Well, yeah, don't no, murder me I over no it. no one murders you to take it <laughs> Whoa, uh, Before you realize who we are mur- murdering, allow me to introduce the wonderful panel that is amongst us. We have my favorite WB in the building, Stephen Lemieux. Uh, Warner Brothers? Yeah, something like yeah. that. Well, it is a DC property, so it yes. Is, what yes. else were you thinking? That's, that's how it is. I'm so happy to be on this panel. And the queen of the brains, Roxy Stryer, is in the building. Nicest thing anybody ever said about me. Hashtag save Lucifer. I'm here for good, guys. You are. You are. For good or for evil, because we don't know which one Lucifer is yet. Bomb transition, Tehran. that's Tehran. why I'm the host. I'm Tehran. If you don't know me, you haven't been watching After Buzz or this Lucifer show. Uh, or reading your hat. Yeah, it's all, it's all, I have it like literally it's on the shirt. It's on every article I have. I want to take a moment to say to you guys on iTunes, if that didn't make sense, it legitimately is a hat that he wears. And also he's in a bathrobe, but I want you guys all to see that picture. You have to picture that. It says that. Tehran on it. Picture that. Picture that as we talk all things Netflix's Lucifer. Season four, episode two. Somebody's been reading Dante's Inferno. Today's breakdown really quickly. We will start with the case, of course. The uh, smallest part, but big in our hearts and then we get to the heart of the show what the case is really about we're going to talk about who is father kenley who is that guy he really freaks me out we learned that chloe uh and she's been up to some no good you've been up to no good chloe what's in the vial <laughs> lucifer asked chloe on a date or vice versa the date kind of happens but kind of doesn't but kind of does a deal chooses to stay in la linda's pregnant 
Yeah, I had to leave that right there for you. Chloe learns the truth about Lucifer again. Father Kenley gets his own date with the devil. News and gossip. Uh, special segment, Circle of Hell. Uh, and more. You know what they call that after you said Linda's pregnant and then waited a second? A pregnant pause. Is that what it is? Good. Yeah. But um, boom. I worked really hard yeah, on that. that Am I good. ready to be a stand-up? That's no. Oh. But you are the queen of the brain, so let's get your overall thoughts on the episode. I oh, it. pregnant pause. Got it. <laughs> so that good. was funny. That was, <laughs> funny. was funnier than mine. But that was funny. It was like, in comedy, we call that a callback. Oh, but uh, and he it was it. too quick of a callback. Good, we had to move forward. Okay. I didn't even good. give my whatever. Episode one callback. Is Fine. What it means. You know what? I like this episode of a heck of a lot more than I like this panel right now. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was even better than episode one. I think that episode one, they had to do a little more recapping for the people who didn't watch Lucifer on Fox. And in episode two, we got to dive into the characters. And again, it really was about Lucifer and Chloe. And those are my favorite episodes because I just... I'm a sucker for wanting these two to be together. Oh, I want it so bad. So I love this episode. Lucifer was like cringeworthy this episode. Like, no, it was a great episode. I loved it. But he's, you mean the character was? The character was so cringeworthy. It's like the daytime. Is it? Is it time for the date? Hey, he's like the thirst was real with Lucifer today. He's in love. In love. Uh, I actually huh. really like this Lucifer because showing Lucifer can be vulnerable. Showing that he he breaks down his wall and is transparent. He's always honest, but the transparency of not having a wall at all and saying, "Hey, I'm vulnerable," uh, and understanding it and feeling it, and him being awkward. He's the devil, and he's like nervous to ask a girl out on a date. It's so cute, yeah. for lack of better words. He's just a little pun like, oh, you just want to, oh, Lucifer, it's okay. I know she's really hot. Don't be nervous, but he really should be nervous. That, that actually made me hate it, too. Actually, yeah. That, oh, uh, I made it worse. Yeah, you made it. Yeah, I, I knew I, I could do that, yeah, but I'm queen of the brains. You are the queen of the brains. Mm, you are the queen of the but brains. But not of the heart. But we agree that this is a great episode. Yeah, it was no, bad. Yeah. Great, to jump awesome. right back into Lucifer. The case was... This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Like, just as completely predictable as before, though. I was super excited, though, because while we're watching the case and, you know, they're interviewing people and all of these characters yes. are coming in and talking about it, all of a sudden I was like, hey, that chick's in my groundlings class. Well, that's <laughs> so funny because actually the murderer is my really good friend Cameron. Really? Yes. Cameron Gary played Tika the cameraman, and it was great to... Did you know that him. that was happening? I had no idea. And then he popped And up. he's told me about so many of his roles 
Some of them I could care less about. And this one, that is my favorite of favorites, he never mentioned to me once. Well, you've got to talk to him and see how it was oh, shooting with them. trust me. We need to know. I'm going to get on that. Let's talk about the case really quick. So the case, the victim, a fan favorite kindergartner teacher, Melinda Hagee, on the hit reality show with failing ratings, of course, The Cabin. Body found at the lagoon. Cause of death is drowning. But we also have signs of struggle on the beach and a huge contusion on the back of the head. Suspicion and even arrest was made, of course, in Kylie the Rocker. Murder. Tika, the cameraman. Yeah, that yeah. guy was suspicious. As soon as I saw him pick up that battery and walk away, I was like, oh, he killed it with the battery. There's something, you know how people who kind of always live in that little grin? They always Ooh. have that little grin on. He had a grin, and I just want to, why are you smiling, bro? What is that? Wipe that grin off your face. It's interesting because I had no idea who the killer was. Okay. okay. Really? So, so I'm glad That's that great. both of you were the brain and pinky over there. But over here, uh, <laughs> over here, I was actually in, I'm in this mode now that I realize that the first person they meet on the scene is the killer. Always. It's going to be a theme. And that kind of played through season two. It was a little bit missing in season three, but now it's back. Yeah, and I, I thought that this one was an exciting switch up because usually when we go through these cases, maybe we talk to one, two, three, possibly four people. Oh, we talked to was, all of them. We talked to all the people. Yeah. And they all had funny things to say. I wanted to watch an episode of the show quickly. Which one of us would actually win this competition? Everybody, Between us three? Yeah. I have the Teflon I, totem, though. I would. I can't get voted off. Okay, so I think it's me. We all think it's ourselves. Jeff, you are clearly the tiebreaker. Jeff, who's Jeff, winning? who wins the cabin? He has it no idea what it is. It would be me, so I don't know. Oh, what my God. No. Yeah. Uh, we um, do meet a lot of the characters from the show. We met uh, Maury Novak, the executive producer. We sounds met, like Maury Povich, by the way. It did. Yeah. It did, actually. Uh, I was wondering if that was a play on that word. I kind of hope so. Judd the Jock, that was the first guy, the the muscle guy who was with the rock above her head and made the faces. I love the commentary on how uh, formulaic these reality shows are because, like, everyone just fits into that role perfectly. But this one was like Hunger Games. This one was next level reality. It was Survivor. No, it was more than that, I felt like. What was in his stomach? Well, aside from snails, which is normal for these reality shows. On Survivor, you're not murdering people. Hunger You're not games, supposed to murder are. people on the show yeah, either. I don't think the cabin's like say supposed to, meant but... to murder people. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure that in a lot of these reality shows, they get close to altercations or and or at least thoughts of murder. Has anyone been killed on a set of a reality show? Like, not like just died, but like been murdered. Because this is a pretty common like theme in... In shows like this. Where somebody... I think it's because of the plot device that's just so easy to use. I mean, it worked perfectly in this because it gives you a ton of different options for who could have done it. But they're also crazy characters. You've got your archetypes, the jock, the bitchy girl, all those things. So I think that they just... I don't know if it Yeah, we got Judd the jock, Joe the farmer... Uh, Eileen, the ex-Marine, Jasmine, the model, Grayson, the lawyer, who everyone blamed for everything. <laughs> and I don't want to just say maybe it's because he's just black. And, of course, Ira, the hippie. Yeah, I I, I loved these characters. I kind of was like, this is why it is a bummer that this show is a procedural, because I kind of want these people back for a couple of episodes. I wanted to get to know each one of them. Well, we have the tie back with Ellie being a big fan of the show. So we could bring them back in terms of, like, if she kept in touch, I kept in touch with one of the cast members from the cabin, and they said somebody died. So we could technically bring him back pretty yeah, easily. Truth. All right. She she geeked out when they showed up on the set. That's fifty hours of footage. <laughs> oh my 
A hundred. A hundred hours. hours. Which makes it even worse. <laughs> Hundred hours. I, I didn't have hours. anything to do the past couple Sundays, so I watched all twenty-seven seasons. Twenty-seven seasons it's been on there. That's like Ivan Soto watching all hundred of our after shows every single week. Ivan, Ivan, <laughs> Ivan, Ivan. So every episode, the show has a backdrop. The case is just a backdrop to what's really going on in the show. And in this one, we get the 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 constant almost clash of love versus deception between. Chloe and Lucifer. I always need you to break these down for me, Tehran. I need you to interpret them. Lay it out for me well, like yoga for dummies. They no. talk about it on the show. They always interweave where you, they use it as the analogy. And here we have someone who's in love. We find the, the dynamic between Kylie and, and Melinda. That's the close proximity. And it comes up in the show. I that's was- Lucifer and Chloe. Well, that's, I mean, that's the projection, right? So the, 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 the allegory that I believe they were making with the case this week is the same kind of comparison that uh, Father Kinley is drawing with Lucifer comparing to Chloe. When, when he says that uh, Lucifer's lying, it's the biggest lie of all, and Chloe's wondering, is Lucifer this person I know, or is Lucifer the, the demon that's written about in the Bible? The and manipulation. The re- and the reality show is the same way in that, you know, you have the jock who's one way one second because the villain always wins, but then he's another way the next second. Everyone's playing everyone. Well, he said the cameras were on and he had to act the part, Stephen. I get it. <laughs> so it's just, it's it's Lucifer surrounded by people who can't be themselves. I, yeah, I think that's a good analogy, too. There's all different things peppered in there, and uh, I think this one really worked for the stuff with Chloe and Lucifer and the deception going on there that we're going to talk about. Yeah, we have to get into it, and especially with Kylie being arrested and causing the explosion as Lucifer walks out. I mean, you see Chloe teeter back and forth. So let's get into that Chloe. What's going on in Chloe's head, Roxy? Uh, these the timeline of this all was slightly confusing, but I was happy to I was happy to see where we ultimately ended up. I think she's torn. I think she's really torn. She knows. In her in her heart, and that Lucifer is good, but in her mind, it is the devil. And you have these people saying, "We need to extract the devil from Earth." That makes perfect sense. If somebody said to me, "The devil's on Earth, and we have to get rid of him," I wouldn't be like, "No, don't, please." You would say, "Yeah, we do." So I think she's really torn. Her heart and her head. I mean, I think we got a big, vital piece of information this episode too. Is that? People have been aware that the devil's been on Earth for seven years. Yeah, which we didn't know. Yeah, we didn't know that there's a whole group of people who are out there and know about him and have potentially tried to exercise him before, but through that have found out that the only person that makes him vulnerable is Chloe. But they said they only suspected that, and I'm curious whether that's a lie and they knew that to be true or whether this is a new revelation and that's why it's just coming to fruition now. So I couldn't tell. I still don't know. This guy seems like a bad guy, but how bad is he? Father Kenley is who we're talking about. And and the organization is the Church of International Association of Exorcists, which sounds crazy. It sounds like a demonic. Who is this Father Kenley? Let's Let's get to that. I don't trust. I don't trust associations who are just vowels. I A O E. Ugh. You just don't. Oh yeah. Like you can't say it. I don't get it. I'm not a fan. So it has That's to be your an issue with it. Yeah. It has to be an. It, it has to be like, Shield. Yeah. A O S is like Ages of Shield. You're like A O S. Ous. You're good. Hit up Ous. But yeah. Uh, well, no. this one is C R. I can't do it. I can't do it. 
See, uh, they, they've got to be villains. Nothing? I is, okay. It is so funny what are pet peeves of people. <laughs> like, that would not have ever crossed my mind. What crossed my mind about this is... Where is this guy coming from? What is his backstory? And by the time, and again, not to jump ahead too much, but by the time he shows up at Lucifer's doorstep, the the arc in just episode two alone, I'm just thinking, who are you? A hundred percent. It seemed that this arc went so fast. Boom. And it's getting to a head, some type of explosion. Father Kenley is obviously someone who we feel like the Vatican is trusted, and we've seen this character in movies before. Uh, but we, he's always really super duper evil. And played by that Gabriel guy. <laughs> it's always him. I I think this is going to be a situation that is an unintentional cause of terrible things happening. So, like, for instance, Father Kinley talks to Chloe and basically is like, this is what Lucifer does. It's the biggest lie of all. He adjusts to make people happy. He, he only is the cares, devil. Yeah, but bear with me. He only cares about himself. He works to get what he wants. And every single thing that he's describing is just a human being. So, like, the more Lucifer tries to become human, the more he fits into these labels that the church puts on the devil. But why is he so certain that all Lucifer does is lie? He's the devil. Right, but does he have into... I know that Lucifer didn't seem to recognize him, but does he know Lucifer from other things or from stories? Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. So here's what they have, right? So all of the research of this National Association of Exorcists, I'm putting an N on it so I can actually say it. Um, All of their research, they have an entire history of every single time Lucifer came to the world. It didn't seem like some haphazard, like, let's let's create a clip book. It felt like this is a longstanding organization. But if they've been tracking him for the past seven years, then haven't they seen all of the amazing things he's done? Well, what's he really done that's amazing? He opened up Lux. That's pretty amazing. He saved a lot of lives. Oh, yeah, 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 that too. Yeah, but again, it's... Also a dope nightclub. Dope nightclub. That's number one. That's a real thing. It causes a lot of happiness for people. Hey, it's Satan. He saved five people. All right, but he's Satan. You know, like, that's kind of the mindset. It does. It does play where, once again, we have to look at the storyline from whose perspective it's being told. If you ask God, Satan's... Satan's the devil. If you ask Satan, God's the devil. It it is true, and the only thing I can kind of like in it, too, and this is very extreme, obviously, but it's like if Hitler came back from the dead somehow and was on Earth and had saved a few people, we wouldn't be like, yeah, that's fine now, bro. We can just keep you here. Everybody would be like, we've got to get this mother effer gone because we knew what had happened. But with the devil, it's not history and it's not recent. It's a lot of stories. It's a lot of uncertainty. Throughout history. Throughout Throughout history, yes, but not in the in the last uh, hundred years. And I feel like these people are going off of religion, not based off of actual. Uh, I don't. Here's, uh, fact is the wrong word. Here's but the recent history. Here's the issue: is that stories are history, because the only difference between stories now and stories then is the the format of which they're told. You only had books and word of mouth. Now you view history as like, well, we know this happened because we have the internet and we have documentation. 
the Bible was supposed to be that documentation of these things that happen. So the church has to take it at face value, whether it's been skewed in any way, shape, or form. They had pictures of 1944 with a Tom Ellis-looking Lucifer next to Hitler. They had pictures of different events with a Tom Ellis-looking Lucifer and Hitler, and now they have unequivocal evidence of Chloe saying, yes, he is Lucifer. So they have to look at this history that they have and say, okay, maybe there's some falsities, but inclusive evidence provided over a series of generations is now conclusive. Does this mean that you are on Team Father Kinley? No, but I'm on Team Every time he appears, disaster happens. And that's Kinley what I, or Lucifer? Every time he, he is Lucifer. Kinley? Okay. Every time Lucifer. And I don't, I don't think it necessarily has to be caused by Lucifer. It's like, imagine you're in a glass house and you have a rock and you want to kill a roach. It's the same kind of concept. The earth's a glass house, Lucifer's the roach, and the, earth, and the, the Christian church, or whatever you want to call Father Kinley's National Association of Exorcism, is a brick being used to kill that roach. Things are going to crack, and a lot of bad stuff's going to happen. Well, there are cases where you can say, like, a person who's around, they're just a bad luck person, and so they, they cause bad luck wherever they go. That's also an archetype we see. But we can agree on one thing, that Hitler doesn't have half Lucifer's ass. Let's get to that. Can facts. we talk about uh, that's facts? So that, facts. that's a saving grace for Lucifer. So we learned that Chloe has really been up to where when she's gone, right? So that missing month, well, we find out she went on this vacation to Europe, aka Rome, aka the Vatican. Most boring vacation ever. Just Why gonna go she's research. So pale. The yeah. Vatican is actually an amazing place I know. to, to visit if you it. ever go. I have. I've been. Yeah, very angels and demons, mm-hmm. literally and figuratively speaking. So. <laughs> Chloe went and researched. I don't think she spent too much time looking at the art. I just don't no, think No, she was so. in that library yeah. going over research and asking questions. And and what was the deal? Was Because she said she took Trixie with her. But what's Trixie doing? Yeah, where's Trixie the whole time? I don't know. Because if, you're, if your whole point is, I have to get this devil out because I have a daughter and I need to make sure I look out for her. I don't know. Maybe mama a little bit while you're over there. Because... Your daughter's just off in Europe. Maybe the Vatican has a daycare. <laughs> I hope. You know, there's I don't so say, many things I, I can say. I want to say the joke. So, I'm not so saying it either. I didn't so. say a word. I didn't say a word. But then we also see this vial that that uh, Chloe has. This vial, this poisony. It's something, thing, right? Yeah. There's something. What's in this vial? So it has to be something that sedates or destroys. It's definitely not something. It's not a truth serum. It's not a, a happy thing. It's got to be something really. Powerful. I think it's just straight up like a roofie. Sedate. It's like a Satan roofie. Like because they they're only using it because again he says I'll come in when he's sedated. He mentions that, so we know that it's a sedative. But it's not a poison to kill him because they're they're using the fact that he's vulnerable around Chloe to use just a normal thing on him, it seems. Also, we have learned from the past episodes, even though Lucifer can die, he can't actually die. Meaning he would just go back to hell and not be in human form. Yeah, so maybe they want to capture him and just, you know, torture him for eternity or something? Is that the case if he dies at her hands? At Chloe's hands? I don't know. We don't know. I mean, can he die at anyone else's hands? That's the... Well, I mean... He specifically states 
before. If he dies, he just goes back to hell, which is why he tries so hard to keep his body alive. And of course, we saw what happened with Charlotte and Aminadiel when he was a human. I just am unsure if he knows all the rules because he also stated that he was uh, somebody who couldn't be harmed and then Chloe. And then Chloe. So I don't know if he knows everything. Yeah. That's why Chloe shot him the first time. And then that's why in this, I mean, in my favorite scene of this episode with Chloe and Lucifer, I can't help but talk about them. Let me talk about them. You can definitely talk about them because we are getting to Lucifer (laughs) ask Chloe on a date and the date itself. So Yeah, the the date, not my favorite uh, date. Don't think, it went, don't think it went as well as uh, I could have. It was so nice that he bought her that dress, though, and she turned him down and she had work and all of that. But there was something so romantic about her finally realizing that it's her that makes him vulnerable. I don't know what's so sexy about that. I don't know why I that thought was it was. Actually, I thought it was a wonderful scene. You did, too. I, I see Steven being against that scene. No, not at all. Really? No. I'm so just to read your face. You I'm have a heart? I'm just thinking of Ellie taking Abuelita to the opera. <laughs> I love that line. It's just like a little line that tied up that. Is that your pet name for her? Ellie? Isn't, isn't that Ella? Ella? Ella uh, Ellie. I, I like Ellie. I'll I call just Amy they're very close. We were going, yeah. yeah, we were on, on board with it. But No, I, lo- I love the scene between, between her and him because it, there comes a point with every character where if they don't start noticing shit, you're just like, you're dumb. You know what I mean? And it's just, I'm glad that we finally got that moment where she's put everything together and be like, why is it this way? Because there's so many moments. She she walked out seeing him hold an SUV to a light pole. Like, seriously screaming and everything. She's already seen his face. So she knows, and we know that she knows she's shot him and he's been hurt all the time. So Why are you bleeding? Exactly. Like, finally. I was, maybe my favorite... Top five favorite moment in the show thus far, all four seasons. By far. It was such a real scene. And Tom Ellis plays it amazingly. But the concept of why are you bleeding and very simply you. I think what's so cool about this being on Netflix now is I don't think in the second episode of a Fox show they would have done this. I think that because it's a binge show, they don't have to think, all right, this either has to be in a premiere or in a finale. This was such a huge moment that we've all been waiting for, and it took place in episode two, which is how you, why you need to watch every episode. You just don't know what big events are going to happen where. It would have been in the huge. episode trailer for sure. Like, yeah. Why are you bleeding? Next week's Lucifer. Yeah, yeah, and it was. It just blew my mind as that's finally the reason that she goes back to Kinley and says, "I'm out. I can't do this." And I kind of thought in that moment Kinley was going to kill her or something. I, there something. was something yeah. because he he's so calm that it was scary. The, Father Kinley is the scariest cast member they have. Again, they will Agreed. just they will justify anything to take out Lucifer, I think. And it's the brick in the glass house. They're going to start just doing whatever it takes, no matter who it hurts or no matter what happens. That was an excellent analogy. Now, during the date, it seems like Chloe's going to pour pour the vial, contents of the vial, into Lucifer's glass. The music comes on, it startles her. That girl is poison. But her hand was shaking before it happened. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. she knows. She's about to... She, regardless of whether it's right or wrong, she's in love with him. And she... This is going to really hurt him, if not kill him. And I don't think she's... 
emotionally come to terms with the fact that she will be the one who puts in the final dagger. I mean, wouldn't things just be better for everyone if they sent him back to hell? Yeah. You know you need protein to fuel results, but it's not easy when you're drinking the same bland chalky shake every day. Stop punishing yourself and get to GNC for the best protein in the game, including all the hottest brands and crave-worthy flavors that'll keep you coming back for more. We're talking protein that legit tastes like cookies, your favorite cereals, indulgent desserts, and more. So bust out of your protein rut and actually look forward to those shakes with unbeatable protein at unbeatable prices. Fuel your fitness with protein at GNC. Not me. I'm a fan. (laughs) See, this is why I said, Stephen, I'm surprised. I thought you had a heart, and now we realize you don't. Uh, Aminadil chooses to stay in L.A., and at the same time, we find out Linda's pregnant, and we find out in two parts. We find out from the phone call from the doctor, and then we find out through Aminadil's eyes when it's just rushed on him at at the club. What are we going to do with this? And how is it possible that she's pregnant? Did did you guys think it was possible that she could get pregnant? Not by an angel. That's what I I don't mean her womb. I mean that sperm. But then we also have the concept of Chloe being kind of part angel, part heavenly in some way. Made from heaven. Exactly. Yeah, I I don't know what to make of this. And also, just checking in, it's been a, I don't know how many years this show has taken place uh, in this world. When is the last time that she slept with Lucifer? <laughs> uh, also, I was thinking about that. Because that definitely had to be more. Like, Maury, Maury, well, Novak. Season, bring him in. Season five could definitely bring out some omen-like things with like the son of Satan and stuff like that. Oh, please, no. Oh, God. I'm not saying no because the show, but if she's having his baby, this my one, heart is listen, broken. But I love this show so much. If that happens, I I will be hooked forever. Aside, <laughs> hooked no. Forever. It's got to be a men deals. Aside from me not having a heart, the scene where it's just like him smiling and putting his hand on her when she says it, I thought was really great. Like the reaction and the way they played it off. It didn't need the words. Yeah. Yeah, but... Do you guys, would you rather amend a deal with Linda or with Maze? I like amend a deal with Maze. I like amend a deal with that one chick at the club talking to him. (laughs) The random girl? Random girl. Random girl. That girl was great. She was funny. We were talking over here. Spicy drink. You're a spicy drink guy. Yeah, She was so fun. (laughs) She was very fun. It had to have been improv, too. She's just going. I don't know if that's true, but she was great. It was a great scene. It was a great scene for sure. Wait, answer the question, though. Which one of them? Yeah, you have to choose. Between a and uh, and Linda and Maze? Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Oh, my God. Uh, neither. Okay. Well, like I said, he doesn't have a heart. Wanna, Jeff Graham, you're in the, the booth. You, uh, I, I've heard you're married. Um, I don't know about this Maze fellow, but Amenadiel is <laughs> a more fun name. Guys, Amenadiel yeah. <laughs> and Dan, I'm telling you. Yeah, that, I, that's actually a thing. I want Amenadiel with Maze, so the fact that Linda could be pregnant with his baby is throwing me off. I know that that happens all the time, and it's okay to have a baby with another woman and then marry another woman, but. I, I want I want him and Maze to have a demon angel baby. I think the baby could just be human, though, because we found out that so, angels can self-actualize, and we don't know how long ago it was that Amenadiel slept with her. It could have been when he was having that off phase. Where he was human. Yeah. So we he don't lost know, his wings. We don't know that the baby even has any angel qualities at all. We know nothing, Jon Snow. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> uh, 
So here we go with Father Kenley gets his own date with the devil. Before we get into that, I'm sorry. Yes. Can we please just mention Amenadiel trying to fit in with people in Los Angeles? It was like my favorite part of this so entire strong. episode. Because it's so true. It's like you're finally like, yes, you know, I'm just going to go be a people person. And then it's just so hard to be a people person when you're trying to be a people person. <laughs> and you're getting things stolen from you. Everyone flees from them. All you your friends hang. are working. They don't have time for you. And he doesn't have a job. So I think we're going to see Amenity will get a job. He's my favorite person to mess with. Yeah. I like when the show messes with him. Not as much with Dan. I love when Amenadiel gets dicked on. <laughs> And that's how I feel. Not dick down. Okay, so Father Kenley gets his own date with the devil. What is that? How does he know where he... Well, I guess he's been stalking him. But uh, the whole thing... uh, Lucifer needs to get better locks. How can this dude just walk up into... I mean, no. No. Security. We don't know that Kenley's not an angel, though, too. I was thinking that as well. An Avenger or something. Is he possibly a cane? Is he... Something more. Is he a secret operative where he has training? Is there any way, and I don't know, uh, this could be really stupid, but is there any way that he is Lucifer and Amenadiel's dad down there being embodying? He's God? Yes. I don't think so. I. You know what? With this show, you never know. I think it would have been a different meeting between the two if it was. But he wouldn't know it was him. The same way he didn't know it was his mom in... Vanessa's body. I just made that name up. Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah. White girl. I think it could I think it could be that, but I don't think it will be. You know, it's obviously a possibility. Okay. Well, hopefully we'll learn a little bit more if we get some news and gossip. Was there something you know more? Yes. N- news and gossip. There's been a ton of conversation with Tom Ellis and the rest of the cast about the show being canceled and then picked back up. This article was coming via Collider. Uh, and he, when he was asked about it, he said, For about 36 hours, I was convinced that would be it. Then I had a call. Basically, the moment that it was announced on social media that the show was canceled was the moment I started to feel better about everything because within an hour of that announcement, my phone had just gone absolutely crazy. And then he talks about just the outpouring of things. But it's interesting because think about how long he knew the show was canceled. And it's not until the world knows that it's canceled where actually it gets saved. So it made him feel better for everybody else to know that the show was leaving, which I thought was kind of a cool tidbit. I'm actually a little mad at Tom Ellis in this interview. How come? How come? Because he didn't he, shout you out. He didn't shout you out. That's and been like, fact. And we just want to take this time to thank Roxy Stryer. The, I was waiting for that, and honestly, I I should read maybe like the fine print in the article. This rendition of Creep is for Roxy Stryer. <laughs> I would just die. That Thirty days in a row. I would die. That's what it is. So that's your news and gossip. That is great to know. So what's uh? What's going on in that circle of hell? The second circle of hell. Oh, that was painful to hear. That was a painful note. Was it really? Uh, I thought it was pretty great. I didn't love it. Guys, the second circle of hell are for people who are overcome by lust. They are punished by being blown violently back and forth by strong winds, preventing them from finding peace and rest. Again, bring this to each character in this show. You got Chloe. She is prevented from finding rest because she's being blown by the winds of Father Kinley and blown by the... I, by Lucifer, I had to complete. She the is sentence. being blown by Lucifer. I'm you so heard glad him. You said Definitely it. blown by Lucifer, uh, and it's also with Lucifer because he's being blown back and forth in terms of like what he can even expect out of life. With Chloe canceling the date, does he want? Does she want to go on the date? Does she not want to go on the date? Then she finally goes on the date, and now he's got an old priest guy in his home. Anna Mena deal too, being blown by lust. Yeah, I mean, 
everyone's being affected by love in this episode. And let's just say Linda. Well, lust is different than love. Lust is different than love. And do you think they're in love? Or do you think lust is different than love? Yeah. Huh. Huh. That's, that's not, a, that's that's not what, a very L.A. way to think. <laughs> that's actually not an L.A. way to think. That, that sounds more what like I Iowa. I learned in Romeo and Juliet when we were in eighth grade and we had to read the play and you had to say, are they in lust or love, guys? Talk to my eighth grade teacher. Romeo just wanted Romeo. to smash. He just wanted to smash. But the second circle Maybe. of hell, again, you know, strong winds symbolize the restlessness of a person who's led by the desire for fleshly pleasures, which, again, Lucifer, straight up. Yeah, but I don't think that's him with Chloe. I think that's him with the rest of the world. And with Chloe, it's more than lust. It's a a vulnerability. And uh, it's the first time he's ever felt that. But is it a thing that the first time he's ever felt that is also from the person who makes him figuratively and literally vulnerable? Yes. Yes, it is. Chicken or the egg. I can go with that. Well, let's uh, jump into predictions then, I guess. Your After Buzz TV predictions. You sound like some predictions here. I think Father Kinley is going to be bad news for everybody. I think he, the organization is going to be a lot more powerful and a lot more destructive than we think it is. And I think Hellfire will rain down. I think this show seems to have too many twists to have it be that obvious that he is just as bad as we think he is. I think maybe he has a redemption arc by the end of this season. I think that Lucifer and Chloe will not be together. By the end of the season? No, I don't know. Just coming up. I just think that uh, Lucifer Lucifer is believing everything that Father Kenley, like he's trying to fight it, but he's still, a part of him believes it. And, and it's a law of physics, like uh, an object in motion tends to stay in motion until it's acted upon by, by an object. An outside force. Exactly. I think so Kenley taps Trixie happen. too. Oh, Taps like as yeah. a resource. Gets, sorry, gets, yeah. Sorry. Gets, okay. No, God. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's tap each Just and every one of you, priest, David. Where can people find you if you want to be found? I don't want to be found right now, Roxy. I love being tapped by you all everywhere <laughs> at Roxy Stryer. And feel free to tap me at I am Tehran literally because I am Tehran. I-A-M-T-E-H-R-A-N. And, of uh. course, on a slew of other After Buzz After Shows, talking about all your favorite TV programs. For now, we're talking great Lucifer stuff on Netflix. We are binging this with you, so stay tuned for more Lucifer as we come back. We will see you on the next one. Hit uh, that thumbs up. Steven. Hit that thumbs up. Steven? Thumbs up, Steven! Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Maria Menunos would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 